Hello, everybody. This is your host, Tiernan McCarthy Kenny from the Baird's Beats White Guy Podcast. This week's a little short. Um, I talk about several things. First, I start out with the affirmative action comments that I received on Instagram. Then I jumped into the Dame trade, gave a little take on that for some new information, but not much. Then we get into the headliner, which is the album review for Pink Tape, Lil Uzi's new album. I'll give you my thoughts and different things like that. I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. segment so i wanted to address the affirmative action comments i got last week based on my last podcast so i got two dms on instagram and here's the first one quote if you take away affirmative action you have to take away legacy admissions and admission based on monetary donation also not everyone has the same opportunity and money to obtain the qualifications to get into school she's right about that she's correct but Everybody has these issues with legacy admissions and monetary donation. I don't understand it completely. I said in my last podcast that school needs money to survive, just like every uh, every business, every person. And the kid, the, just because they're kids who fall into that category doesn't mean they're in, unintelligent, okay? If you're going to Harvard, you're not, you can't be under their qualifications, okay? They have a strict a strict policy with that you can't just walk into harvard no matter if you got money or not okay so why does it matter people get scholarships people apply and get in who cares if they get if they give the school money it, it's as long as they're academically up to par or if it's an athletic thing if they're up to par and they can get in who cares i don't get really the problem with that okay i mean bottom line if you're smart enough for that school you'll get in that school point blank period whether they go out and find you or you apply if you're applying as well you're prepared to pay so just based i mean everybody a ton of people no matter if you have money or you don't have money so they've last year that are this past 2026 class for the future 2026 class 61,000 people apply now you think all those people have money no tons of people who don't have money apply and if you apply without getting a scholarship, whatever, you also can get grants, different things. But if you have zero, none of that, you are prepared to pay. And that's a part of going to Harvard where you're expecting to get a huge paycheck in the future where you can pay for that. So people take the risk. And some people can pay, some people can't. But regardless, people apply and people get in no matter what their financial situation is. That's how I feel about it. I don't understand how that's so crazy. Next is the second comment, quote, being told in school that my opinion does not matter because I'm a straight white man was not it. Yeah, that fucking shit needs to end. I don't get why that's a thing regardless. Imagine me, a straight white male, or this person, because he's also obviously a straight white male. If us, imagine straight white cisgendered male went up to a gay black person and said, your opinion, your opinion doesn't matter because you're gay and black. It would fucking be an NBC headline tomorrow. But if you say that to me as a white person, it's 100% okay, doesn't fucking matter, there's nothing that happens, right? 
That's 100% fucking white racism. And I'm not somebody who has the victim mentality that wants all this fucking attention. Like a million fucking people out there who play the race card all the time for stupid shit, right? That's fucking white racism. We are a race, whether you fucking like to say it or not. Who cares? Um, that's fucked up, and that should fucking end. It's ridiculous. We're all the fucking same. Skin color, fucking orientation, sexual orientation, whatever the fuck it is. We are all, all the same. We should all be treated the same, point blank, period. So that's my response to both those comments. Um... If anybody wants to hear or say their opinion, anything like that, you can always email me. But um, first, let's take a break until we get to the next topic. All right, we are back. We're talking about the Dane trade. So in the past couple of days, the Heat actually made an offer. This is kind of what everybody was already expecting, but it was Tyler Hero and three first-round picks for Dane. Now, that brings up some issues for the Blazers because they don't want another guard. They fucking said that. We all know that. They already got Scoot, Sharp, and Simon, and they have potentially Hero. Um, all guys who perform well with the ball in their hands, but that's a lot of fucking a lot of high usage people to have especially in the same position to have on your team and let's not forget about big boy grant too who's got his max contract he's gonna want to show out he's gonna want his touches like that seems super chaotic and i feel like that would just damper the chemistry in the long run and kind of implode their team that does not sound fun for anybody and i'd expect a ton of people that would want out after that um, and I don't think this is going to be the deal unless Dane pulls a Ben Simmons and, or a Kyrie and threatens not to play. But I don't think he's going to be like that um, if that does happen. I, I think if he doesn't get traded in the summer that he probably will be traded by the deadline um, once the season starts. But I don't think he'll he'll just sit on the bench. Maybe like less minutes, but I don't think he would totally sit on the bench and just stay out he doesn't really seem like that guy i think he loves basketball too much and i just don't really think he would do that i mean they have four years to figure this out i don't think it's going to take four years but he's got four years on his deal um they obviously weren't expecting this so i don't think he's gonna do that i don't think they would take that long and they would obviously he was gonna get he would get fed up or they could get fed up and they could ship him anywhere. I mean, there's been talks of the Timberwolves or Carl and Dave Towns and different things like that. Um, and I think they Dame's agent kind of expected that because his agent came out and said nobody should trade for him unless you're Miami because you're just gonna be trading for an unhappy player. Um, and I guess it really depends what he looks like as an unhappy player. Like I said, like a Ben Simmons or a Kyrie where. You just don't play or does he shut down not really play as well like who knows um or implode the team like i i just don't see him like that but you never know i mean money gets to your head wins fucking possible championships can get to your head and, and can change you can change your character so i don't know that's my little take on it um there hasn't really been much updates besides that and let's take another break before we get in the next topic <laughs> all 
Alrighty, so this is a new segment that I've been wanting to introduce for a little while now. It is album reviews. So albums that I think you can re-listen to, I mean, that are just great and et cetera, et cetera. So first one I picked was the Lil Uzi album, just because it was a high anticipated album. Everybody loves Lil Uzi. I'm not a huge Lil Uzi fan personally, but I thought it'd be a first one to go give it a go. So he just dropped an album called Pink Tape. It was 26 songs, an hour and a half. Well, an hour and 27 minutes to be exact. Uh, he dropped it on June 30th, 2023. Um, there were six total features. Travis Scott, Nicki Minaj, The Snow Strippers, Bring Me the Horizon, which is really fucking good, Don Tolliver, and Baby Metal. Now, I think it was one of his better ones. I wasn't in love with it, but I loved certain things about it. Now, I loved and respected that he showed this new sound that he wants to perform, but also gave traditional Uzi songs, which I thought was really fucking smart, actually, because you gain you gain a new audience, right? I mean, there's, there's a ton of songs on there, so pretty much you break it in half. That's like a typical kind of album. I mean, I guess a lot of people now have been kind of putting out bigger albums, longer albums, but I mean, 13 songs, half and half, that's, that's, that's a fucking lot, so... He, he did show a lot of songs out of his new new kind of sound, and he gains a whole new audience, right? He gains a ton of new new Uzi supporters, but then he also gives a lot, pays homage to his day one supporters as well. So compared to if he just dropped a whole, whole album with just new sound, then he loses a huge part of his audience. I mean, I'm sure a ton of people that are just traditional straight Uzi fans would just listen to the first two songs and be like, nope. Not for me. And he would get an audience, but who says, gain a new audience, but who says it's going to be as big as the other one and as as uh, loyal to him. So I'm, I thought that was a really smart and good move uh, by him. Now, I love that he incorporated different takes on other songs. I thought that was really fucking cool, actually. Um, so one song is Endless Fashion, which is my personal favorite. Um, the Blue Da Da D song by FEL65 and... Also, which I really knew it from, the I'm Good by David Guetta and Baby Rexa song. That was really good. And then CS, which was Chop Soy by System of a Down, which is also pretty good. I didn't love it as much as Endless Fashion, but that was really good. Um, where it strays away from me, though, is when he goes too hard on the Cardi ad-libs. I am not a Cardi guy at fucking all, and he goes really, really Cardi on this shit. Um, like, really, really Cardi. Um, it was ad-libs and kind of overall style, so much Cardi influence, and he literally says in one song called Shardai, he says, I don't know if I actually pronounced that right, but he says, that's what Cardi says, so he, it was, it was super clear, especially by a non-Cardi listener, so I imagine, uh, Cardi diehard would be like, holy shit, what the fuck, um, maybe, I mean, maybe that's just an audience he's targeting, and he did that strategically, I don't know. Um, and one song that really fucking threw me off was The End. It was weird as fuck, dude. And it, it, like, oh my god. It was weird as fuck, and I can't, I couldn't pinpoint, like, what kind of fucking song this is. Like, like, what genre he's shooting for here. It was so fucking all over the place, and I feel like you really can't bump it unless it was a fucking joke, to be honest. Like, I really... It was fucking out of this world, okay? 
Now, I part of the segment that I have different sort of awards or categories. Some are awards, some are just kind of like straight up categories. So the first one is best listening location. Um, I personally list this, listen to this in the gym. Um, I thought some of the songs are kind of good for that, but what I pictured was in the car on the way to a party or a party while you're very, very sloshed. I thought that was really good. There's a lot of songs that kind of not like really hype you up, but kind of just get your energy going. You're just bouncing a little bit. You're just like, fuck yeah. Like I could totally picture, there's so, so many songs like that that I didn't really fuck with in certain places. And then I'd be on the way to a party with my, my boys and like, especially Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke's the first one that comes to me. I don't listen to Pop Smoke on the regular. I really don't. But when I get into my buddy's Audi and he puts on some pop, I'm fucking bouncing, dude. I'm fucking bouncing. I'm looking at my boys and I'm like, let's fucking go. I don't give a fuck who's there. Like, I get in this mood where I'm like, I'm about to drink fucking, I'm about to take six shots and punch a motherfucker in the face. And like, I love that shit. So I thought it was a good on the way to a party song or like I'm really fucking drunk song. I could vibe with that. Now the song I think with the best beat was Nakamura. It, um, to me it was just soup. I could just imagine it instantly as being a huge concert song like i can imagine him at like rolling lad or something and imagine people fucking bugging out to that song i i thought it was i thought the song was pretty good i just thought it was a really good uh beat that could really like i could imagine being like blasted blasted to a thousand people and that would be really sick um next the song is the best feature so i'm a little biased bring me the horizon i think was arguably the best. I mean, I actually think it's that much of an argument um, on their song "Werewolf." A thousand times better than anybody else. It was the only like rock slash punk, like real rock slash punk people on this album. I thought maybe it was kind of a, a three way tie for second with Nikki, Tolliver, and Travis. Maybe I think maybe Tolliver got it. Nikki's was pretty good because she. She throws out a couple different flows and, and shit at you. And she's a pretty good rapper, but I'm also not really a Nicki fan. Like, I'm not just in love with her sound. But she she has, like, she's a, she's a good rapper. Like, she can rap. So, she's she's probably up there. I'm sure a lot of people, that was, like, their number one. But Bring the Horizon is my favorite. Now, the Playboy Cardi Gibberish Award. And that, that tells you how much I fucking love Cardi. Um, a, for sure. Um, there was two parts of the song where I'm like, holy shit, dude. So the chorus of the song, I will fucking read it to you, was, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah, 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 huh, yeah, yeah, whoa, my neck is filled with the water, a, a, I might just fuck around and take your daughter, yeah, 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 a, yeah, yeah, whoa. Sometimes I feel like the target, I feel like the target, huh, but fuck it this time I go harder, A, I'm gonna go harder. Alright, that's the fucking chorus. So that plays multiple fucking times, and I feel like that is just ridiculous. Um, and I just thought this was an honorable mention, the, the, the first verse, it's just so cat in the hat, okay, let me, let me drop it for you, okay. Fucking that bitch for free, A. This shit feel like a victory, a eh? Money ain't shit to me, a eh? 
Marty going stick to me, A. I can't even fucking say this is a trade bait. Lil Uzi Vert on a roll. Lil Uzi, A. I put them diamonds in my teeth, A. Might put some diamonds in my nose, A. A, I put them diamonds on my teeth, A. Might put some diamonds on my nose, A, huh? We killed an op and got low, A. Don't go no bullets. This pole, what? Yeah. He called my phone, he need more. Hello, A. My bitch don't want me no more, A. Now I uh, now I look at her like ho, A. Such an intelligent and lyrical rapper, this Lil Uzi Vert. Okay, what the fuck was that, man? Uh, I thought that was fucking ridiculous. That's the song with Travis, so Travis kind of, uh, Travis kind of carried that one, just to say the least. Next is, name of the album. Good, bad, other ideas for name. I thought of this in two seconds, so don't judge me. But whole lot of pink. Whole lot of fucking pink. Because of how, just how many Cardi fucking ablibs there were on there. Like, holy shit. And just overall style. So there you fucking go. Does it remind you of anybody else? Sorry, here we go, another Cardi. Cardi and a little bit of Travis. I thought like the energy of Travis Scott, not really like his style, but the energy of it. Um, imagining it would be performed in a similar way with Travis. That's pretty much that is my whole thinking of it. How does the album rank up so far with the rest of the year? So it's probably gonna be a little lower on the totem pole, honestly, um, just off popularity really. I, I consider it a rap album just because i feel like he's more of a rapper but he probably would say it was more of a rock album but it's not a rock album um so some examples of people who dropped this year uh yeet which is a fan favorite i'm not too big of a yeet guy but yeet dropped afterlife february 24th young thug business business that was on the 23rd on june then jack harlow jackman on April 28th, I thought that shit was fucking hot garbage. I I actually listened to that personally, and I thought that was shit. But he's like, he's one of the biggest people out right now, so just in terms of popularity. Tell the creator, call me if you get lost. It was kind of a continuation. I thought that was shit was really good. Dogtooth is like, what in my fucking repeats all the time. So I'm I love Tyler the Creator. I used to be a hater, but I love him now. So that um that was really. I think he won a Grammy for that one actually. Um, mad good and ice spices like so that was on january 20th he's definitely bigger than ice spice um but she's got she's honestly probably got the most hype right now so i don't know now next is the eminem lyrical award shout out to my boy m now he so is in this verse it was it wasn't a whole verse it was about two to three lines um, in the song, I Gotta, okay? So, let me read it to you. I just love this line. Count the guap while I'm dicking your chick, okay? Trap out the Uber, don't hit me out the lift. Don't shop at Saks, I can't do that little fifth. I fucking love that line. I heard that shit and I was like, bing bam. Love that shit. Now, I thought honorable mention the same song at the end of the verse was... She cleaned it up like my dick was a chore. Money on top, but it start from the floor. We done brought everything up in the store. Fucked with that. That was kind of hard. So yeah, that's that. That's kind of my review on the album. I thought it was okay. It, I listened to it probably about three or four times. 
Um, let me know. Email me, DM me on Instagram, anything like that. Let me know what album you want to do next. Um, if nobody emails me, obviously I'm just going to do one myself. Uh, I'm not sure who it'll be yet. I have a couple ideas. But yeah, so that's the end of the pod. There were a couple different things there. It's pretty short, um, but there's not too many things going on really in the NBA or I mean, even politically, there's not too many things going on that are really enticing. Um, but I hope you enjoyed. Let me know really how you like that album review. Um, if I should add more stuff to it or take out certain stuff. But I actually really like doing those and I like listening to albums as a whole. And I thought that was pretty cool. So let me know how you like it. I hope you enjoyed it. If you made it to the fucking end here, thank you so fucking much. Share on Instagram, share on Twitter, share on Facebook, wherever the fuck it is. Let's get this pod up and going. Thank you all so much. And I'll see you next week on the next one. Peace.